people get very uncomfortable with power shifts. And you know what? Setting boundaries and keeping them. You are now, instead of giving them your power, you have your own power. You are keeping your power. And they're not going to like that because they had the power and now you have the power. The world is changing and that is amazing, albeit a bit unsettling sometimes. You see, the third dimension is grasping desperately to hold our collective consciousness in its grip. But one by one, we are shifting into the fifth dimensional reality. We are shedding the old concepts of fear, greed, power over, and control as they give way to understanding, love, compassion, and community. I'm your host, Laura Christine, intuitive healer and channel. I've created this show to help you manifest your lighter, brighter future by following the urgings of your boundless soul. Trust me, it knows where to go. Hit subscribe to stay aligned. Now relax and enjoy the show. Hi, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning into The Boundless Soul. Again, this is the 101st episode, and I thought it would be kind of fun to do a something 101 episode. And I came up with being boundless because that is my brand name, being boundless. And what is that? What is being boundless? So I'm going to do a 101 class for you. <laughs> or talk. So I actually took notes. I'm getting prepared to join Toastmasters. I'm so excited about that. Hopefully these podcasts will improve with what I learn in Toastmasters. And the next two episodes that you're going to hear tie kind of directly into this one in a couple ways. Next week, you're going to hear from Jason Rawls, who is a really wise person. He is a Norse pagan. And when I asked him what makes him feel boundless, he was really truthful about saying everything is boundless. You'll hear more. I mean, he definitely embellishes on that. And you'll hear more about that next week. But I thought that was really cool. And then the following week, you'll hear from Brendan Kumarasamy. He's a 23-year-old public speaking coach. And he talked about how to structure your speech. And he's like, think of it as a jigsaw puzzle. So where do you start? The edges. Whereas a lot of people will give a speech and then say, so yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm hoping that I give you some edges in this episode. All right. So being boundless 101, what does it mean to be boundless? It means you are not bound. You're not attached. You're not tied down or tethered. It means you are free. And you can look at this physically. You can look at this mentally. You can look at this emotionally, hormonally. And you can look at this energetically. I have laid out five ways we tend to bind ourselves and in effect become not boundless. And then talk about the ways that you can unbind yourself and become boundless if you find yourself bound by any of these five things. So we're going to start with anytime your energy is put toward things that do not fill you up. It's like 
you're bound to the idea that maybe eventually this thing will give me the energy that I need and I think that I deserve for it and from it. I have a very potent example from a very recent development, shall I say, in my life. And it has a lot to do, it has like everything to do, with kundalini yoga. You've heard me speak about kundalini yoga a lot because it's very potent and it gave me the courage to go out there and be myself in front of whoever was there. It allowed me to take risks, meaning follow my heart, follow what I felt was best for me in the moment. That's true courage. Kundalini yoga is so amazing and so powerful and such a force of transformation because it works because it works on the physical body. It works on the energetic body, on the hormones, emotions, and the subconscious and the mind. It works on all levels of us and shows us what is really true about us. Because most of us walk around with these ideas and concepts and beliefs about ourselves that simply aren't true. We are light. We are light and vibration. And we are God. Kundalini yoga gives you you, like the real you. It is incredibly powerful. And I don't want to keep teaching it as my main thing. I just don't. And I even remember one of my friends telling me when I was looking into being trained in how to teach it, saying that maybe it's just for me. (laughs) And it is. I do it almost every day. It is definitely an anchor of light in my life. And will I stop teaching it completely? Of course not. But it is not and cannot be my main focus because it drains me. I feel like it's what people want from me. It's what people say they want from me. And I think I have to do this. Anytime you're saying I have to do this, and it's not essential like feeding your children or yourself, really check that. You do not have to do anything. Where is that thought coming from? That is the lack thought. That is a fear thought. And if you think, I have to keep going to this job because, and then you list all these reasons like, it's the best job I can get. I need to make money. There aren't any other jobs out there. At least it gives me security. These are super duper duper lack thoughts. And that's how you're going to feel. I'm not saying quit your job tomorrow, but I am saying take a look at what you really believe about your situation and then know this. You can change, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later, but you can change your mind and you can start thinking something else about this job that you have that you really want to quit, but there aren't any other jobs out there for you or this is the best one you can get or you need the money or whatever it is. You can start to shift that. This job is supporting my dream. It's my angel investor. So that when I go home, I can sit down and meditate and get quiet and still and let my creative energy start to rise up and feel into that. It's really hard to be creative when you're in desperation. So quitting your job and not having anything can really put you in a state of desperation. And if you're in a state of desperation, no one's going to want to work with you. Because who wants somebody who needs them? 
you know what I mean energetically. It's really hard to be with somebody who's really clingy, right? Well, if you're clingy to potential clients, they're going to want to run away. Okay, so I decided to stop making kundalini yoga the center of what I do. And honestly, I don't think many people even thought it was the center of what I do, but I did base my membership around it. I teach for my friend virtually for her studio, and I keep trying to make kundalini yoga the thing that sells me, but it's not selling because it's not what I really want to do. So I'm not doing that anymore. You'll find out what's happening. I do have things in the works and they feel so light and free. They make me feel boundless so I know I'm on the right track. But we're going to get to that all later, not even in this episode. We're going to go on to the next thing that makes you bound. This one is huge. It is breaking your boundaries. Anytime you break your boundaries... You are giving energy away to something that will not fill you up. It's kind of like the first one. They're quite related. But if you set a commitment for yourself, for your self-care, for your personal development, your spiritual growth, whatever it may be, and you break that boundary, you are bound to whatever you're breaking that boundary for. Because really the reason we break boundaries is to be accepted. We want to be accepted by others, so we are bound to feeling like we're accepted by those others. We're really binding ourselves to how other people perceive us. This is not healthy, (laughs) and it's just going to drain you, and you're not going to be as loving and compassionate and amazing as you truly are because you won't have your energy. You won't have your boundlessness. You won't be able to do everything that you can do. Because some of your energy is leaked out over there. So what's another one? (laughs) This is a good one. (laughs) I know this one well. If you are attached... So this is number three. If you are attached to a certain outcome, you are absolutely bound. You are binding yourself to needing things to look a certain way. You are binding yourself with your need to control What is that Elizabeth Gilbert quote? Or maybe it's Brene Brown, I can't remember. I think one of them shared it and the other one had posted it. But it was, you don't want to let go because you don't want to lose control. But you never had control. You had anxiety, right? If you're trying to control the outcome, you're living in the future. If you're living in the future, it breeds anxiety. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You're also telling the universe, basically, that the only way you're going to feel the way that you want to feel, which is either at peace or prosperous or free, (laughs) is that this particular thing has to happen. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to feel the way you want to feel. You are absolutely bound to an outcome that you have no control over. I bet I'm not the only one here who knows that one well. We are conditioned for it, so it's not your fault. But now that we know, what can we do about it? Don't worry, we're going to get to how to overcome these things and unbind ourselves. But first, let's do number four. Number four is your heart is closed. If your heart is closed, 
you might think that you're boundless because you're not depending on anybody, you're not allowing anybody else in, but the truth of the matter is, human beings are a collective and we are actually meant to connect. And having a closed heart, you're actually attaching or you're bound to your ego thinking that it doesn't need anybody, anything, anyone, and that nothing can add to your life than to you. You're basically cutting yourself off from the collective. And as freeing as that might seem, you won't be able to expand in the way that you can with an open heart. No matter who hurt you and how bad it hurt, your closed heart is keeping you bound. And lastly, this one really kind of is the umbrella. You can probably fit all of the other four reasons underneath this one. But it is having a victim slash martyr consciousness. So if you feel like the victim or you feel like the martyr, you're bound by your addiction to the emotions of stress. You're bound to the chemicals that those emotions tell the hormones to secrete. You're bound to believing it's somebody else's fault and you're bound in your own prison. So if you're a victim or a martyr, you are bound within the walls of your own prison. Let's move on to the best part. How do we free ourselves? How do we become boundless? Being boundless is a state of not being bound, not being attached, not being tethered. It's a state of being truly free. So number one, giving your energy to things that don't serve you. I already gave the example of this earlier, but that for me is trying to be a kundalini yoga teacher when what I really want to do is use kundalini, but help soulpreneurs be seen and heard, get past their barriers like tech, which I'm really good at, and I can help people overcome these things by showing them how to do the things that they need to do in order to get out there and to be seen and heard and recognized for the amazingness that they are. So I shut down my membership, which was based on Kundalini Yoga. I'm going to be starting something else back up, but I'm taking my time because I want the energies to stew a bit. I want to be still enough, and I definitely don't want to be attached to any outcomes. (laughs) So I'd rather let my soul lead this one Not that it hadn't been leading before, but my mind and ego were a little too involved. So in order to free yourself from giving energy to things that don't fill you up and don't serve you, you've got to learn your body's language. You've got to learn what yes feels like in your body and what no feels like in your body. And for a lot of people, myself included, a no feels like constriction, especially in the heart, sometimes in the gut. Whereas a yes feels like the calmest peace I have ever felt in my entire life. A yes feels very calm. This is important. The mind is going to take those feelings that happen and make stories about them. So if I'm feeling really calm and peaceful about something, that is not to say that my mind isn't going to say, oh my god, this is it. Yay, I'm so excited. Oh my god, I figured it out. Finally, I got it. I got it. I got it and then create this excitement. (laughs) The mind is going to do that. 
On the other hand, if it's a no and I'm feeling constricted, the mind is probably going to justify why I feel constricted and justify why I shouldn't feel constricted and tell me why I'm wrong, <laughs> why my body is wrong about that. That happens. The mind will come in and muck things up. So you've got to know your body's language and you've got to separate it out from what the mind is going to do and create in your body after it thinks about it. And then, of course, you've got to trust your body which never lies. The mind lies all the time. The body never lies. So if you can get to the point where you can trust your body, where you know what yes feels like, you know what no feels like, and you know what I don't know feels like, that just means, wait, don't make a move. It doesn't need to happen right now. You will free yourself from giving your energy to the things that are not serving you. This works with boundaries as well. So number two is boundaries. If you break your boundaries, you're bound to whatever you're breaking your boundaries for or whoever you're breaking your boundaries for. It's really important to let your no be a hard no. If your body says no, if your boundary is a no, look at why you think you have to break it. Is it to be accepted? Is it so somebody won't get mad or upset because here's the thing when you start actually setting and maintaining boundaries the people around you who are used to walking all over you are gonna be like what the heck i used to get away with everything with you and now i can't you're being a bad person you're doing things wrong you should feel guilty <laughs> this is extreme but it happens people get very uncomfortable with power shifts. And you know what? Setting boundaries and keeping them. You are now, instead of giving them your power, you have your own power. You are keeping your power. And they're not going to like that because they had the power and now you have the power. They were taking advantage of you. And if they could just actually take their power back, because they were basically giving you power by you giving them power. It's like this really crazy, weird scenario where you're actually both just giving each other your own power. But when you're used to having, so this is the other side, the other person, the person that's not you, the one that you're not going to break the boundary for anymore. Now they don't get their power from you and they have to find it from within themselves too. So breaking your boundary is kind of enabling the other person. Just saying. So here's the thing. <laughs> Broken boundaries turn into resentment, and resentment breeds anger, which becomes number five, which is victim and martyr. So do whatever you can to say no. Say, I need to take care of myself. I don't have it in me today to do that. Whatever you have to say, take care of yourself. Set your boundaries. If you do not have boundaries, you will never be boundless because your energy will leak here and there and everywhere. And you won't have the power over it to do what you want to do to expand in the way that you want to expand and to be free. Number three, attached to outcomes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if I had an attachment that by 101 episodes of my podcast, if I was attached to having a million downloads by the 101st episode of The Boundless Soul, I would not be very happy right now <laughs> because I don't have that many. <laughs> so share this out. <laughs> but luckily, I'm not attached to a specific number of downloads. Would I like a ton of downloads? Of course, because I think my content and my guests are freaking amazing. But 
that's not something that I can control. I cannot control how many people find this podcast, listen to it, subscribe, (laughs) share it, write reviews. I can't control any of that. All I can control is the content that I put out and how I feel about doing it. So don't be attached to outcomes. It is not the outcome that you want, but the way you think having the outcome will make you feel. So what is the feeling? I want to feel light. I want to feel free. I want to feel prosperous. I want to feel famous. I want to feel heard. I want to feel well-known. I I mean, that's not really a feeling, but it it gives you a sense of how you would feel, right? I want to feel abundant. What is the feeling that you want? Now, don't be bound to something to make that happen for you. You can, right now, in this moment, sit your butt down, get quiet, and feel that emotion. When I moved to Ashland, Oregon, when I was 28, newly divorced, and completely on my own for the first time in my life, I was scared shitless. (laughs) I was scared out of my mind. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to make any money. I didn't know anybody there. I didn't, I just, I didn't know. Okay. And I am not comfortable not knowing things. (laughs) So what I did when I started freaking out, I said, okay, I'm feeling whatever it is, fearful, worried, scared, frustrated, whatever it was, how do I want to be feeling? I wanted to feel abundant. I wanted to feel light. I said, okay, feel that. And I would either sit outside, but most of the time what I would do is go to the park. There's a beautiful park in Ashland. I went and walked through the park or I found a bench and I sat down and I spent time feeling the way I wanted to feel. Nothing happened between the time when I was worried or anxious and the time that I walked to the park that would change the way that I feel other than my own thought saying, I'm feeling this way. I want to feel this way. Okay, I'm going to feel this way. It was a conscious choice. This is how I want to feel. So this is how I will feel. And if you're Finding that you're attached to the outcome of anything that you're doing. Really feel into why. What do you think you'll feel when you have that? You've got to get the energy of what you feel now. And that will actually make that outcome come easier. But it also might shift you or pivot you or change what you actually want. And it will be better because it will be an actual match to the way you feel. Whereas the outcome... This is a perceived, like, I think I'd feel this way, so I want that. Well, everyone knows the story of people who have everything and they're still not happy. So attaching yourself to outcomes and having things doesn't give you happiness. But feeling happy does. And that's something that you can do no matter what. Okay, number four, the closed heart. Here's the deal. If your heart is closed, if you're not open to anybody... The only way to open it is to open it to yourself. Forgive yourself. Whatever happened, forgive yourself. However long you've held your heart behind these stone walls, forgive yourself. There's always room for forgiveness and it's always the right time to forgive. And it starts from within. You're not going to open yourself unless you've forgiven and loved yourself. So use Ho'oponopono 
I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So simple and so profound. Use it as a meditation. Be as uncomfortable as you need to be because you know that when you forgive yourself and you fill yourself with love, that is what you're going to have to offer the world. Say, I am beautiful, bountiful, bliss. Let love flow all around and through you. When you are filled, your heart will naturally open, but nobody can do this for you. You will not find it in another person. I don't care how cute they are. (laughs) You are the only one who can open your heart, so it starts with self-forgiveness, and you are absolutely worthy and 100% and more deserving of your own love and forgiveness. Don't ever let anybody make you think otherwise. And lastly, the fifth way that we bind ourselves is through having a victim or a martyr mentality. So no matter what happened, no matter when it happened or who did it, you are in charge of your now and your thoughts. So it's really up to you to take back your power. Somebody may have taken it from you. I am not here to argue that. You were probably victimized. You probably were forced to give up what you truly desired for other people. But I'm talking about right now. Right now, you have the power to choose. So whatever happened, you may have had your power taken from you. But it's you who continues to give whatever took the power, power, by feeling the hatred, the regret, the shame, etc. That's not affecting that other person. That's not affecting the situation. It's only affecting you and your hormones and your energy. And you can choose a new thought right now. Maybe you didn't choose what happened, but now you can choose blank. You can choose this. You can choose whatever it is that will fill you up. If you don't take your power and own it, you will always be bound to those who caused you harm. And your hatred is only harming you. So before I recap this, let's hear from our sponsor. Okay, quick recap. One, your energy is everywhere and you're bound by that. You are bound by the things you're spitting your energy out at. (laughs) And you may be bound actually to being drained. So the fix is to learn your body's language and follow it. Number two, you break your boundaries. You do things you don't want to do to be accepted by others. Here's the fix. Stop doing that. That's it. Just stop it. Number three, you are attached to a specific outcome because you think that that outcome is going to make you feel the way you really want to feel. All anybody actually wants to have is a feeling state. I know people respond to money, love, success, blah, blah. They want to feel at peace within their own skin. Not the best marketing message, I know, but it is the truth. So what is the fix for being attached to a specific outcome? Again, this is number three. Let go and surrender into the feeling that you want to feel. Number four, your heart is closed and that will bind you up within yourself and to your ego. So the fix for this, forgive yourself, love yourself, fill yourself up. 
And lastly, maybe you have been a victim and a martyr. Maybe you feel that way now. The fix for that is to truly take your power back and choose a new thought. Being boundless means you are in a state of freedom. It means you are not bound by others, situations, ideas, concepts, thoughts. It means you are free. Thank you for listening to Being Boundless 101. I hope this benefited you in some way. And if it did, share it out to a friend or family member you think could hear this message. Anyone who's feeling anxiety, uh, depression, frustration with their circumstance might be able to get something out of this episode. Anyone attached to outcomes or feeling desperate may be able to get some peace from this episode. So do write a five-star review because that helps more people find it. And when people do find it, they'll see that it's a legitimate podcast to listen to, that it is helpful and beneficial. I will read yours on a future episode. As always, until next time, thank you so much for being boundless with me. Thank you for listening and thank you so much for being a part of this great awakening on earth. What a wild time to be here. I want you to know I'm here for you. If you're looking for one-on-one support or just need quick clarity, head to beingboundless.com to see how I can help make your transformation smoother. If you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with your friends. On a similar note, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts so others like you can find it and benefit too. I cannot wait to read yours on a future episode. Until next time, thank you so much, Boundless Soul, for being boundless with me. Your friend, Elsie.